Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. So good morning. It's Thursday, the 20th of February, and I'm here with Jesse Like. I'm Brendan McClenahan, and we are picking up our weekly readings from the Bible Reading Plan. Um, and today's reading comes to us from Matthew 17, verses 1 through 9. Who's going to take this one? Is this mine? I think, why don't you take this one? All right, one? I'll take this one. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. So, Jesse, as I read that, what is grabbing your attention right now? Well, I see the theme coming up where people go up mountains to meet with God, and I find that kind of interesting. (laughs) Like, they're just, let's go up the mountain and we'll meet with God. makes me think we should live somewhere with mountains. I want to meet with God. (laughs) Yeah, why don't we live somewhere with mountains? I'm from California, and so when I look out, um, I'm used to seeing mountains in the distance. Yeah. And when I look out on cloud banks, sometimes I just kind of blur my eyes and go, that could be a mountain maybe. If it was like <laughs> the yeah. But more seriously, I think we see, you know, we see people meeting with God and God creating space for that again. You know, their initial response is to do something, to try to like yeah, yeah. make tents, make shelter, like preserve this. And, and God's response is, no, I'm here and I make a place for this. I've made a place for you to meet with me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Monday you talked about waiting. Yeah. How God invites Moses up on the mountain and then says, now wait, um, which is really interesting. Don't do not do anything yet. Just just be here, which is kind of speaking to what you're saying a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then the disciples' response to, to God showing up, I think, is really interesting. And it's one that we see with a lot of individuals in Scripture as they, as they encounter God a bigger manifestation of God's glory is fear. Just this overwhelming fear, like falling down, they're overcome by it. But over and over again, um, and this happens here, Jesus uses the words, he says, get up and don't be afraid. And we see that in the prophets too, you know, um, where they they encounter God and, and God says to them, no, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Like This is a common response of when we encounter God, there should be a reaction of fear. If I'm honest, I'm commonplace about that. I think it's such a normal. So I'm convicted by that. Like, I don't really understand the grandness of who God is, I don't think, mm-hmm. because I'm not as fearful as I should be. But yet, 
I also don't understand the grace as much because in that fear, God consistently says, don't be afraid. And so it's like, I don't understand what I'm welcomed into, I don't think. It's a normal response to God, to God's presence, to be afraid. And that comes back to the, the psalm, Psalm yeah. 2, <laughs> which says, uh, serve the Lord with fear. And that he has wrath and anger towards sin. With trembling, kiss his feet. They're literally on their knees, on the ground, uh, fell to the ground, and they're overcome by fear. They're falling on the ground before Jesus' feet, and they're afraid. Um, and the voice from the heavens, God's voice, echoes the voice from Psalm 2, mm-hmm. which says, this is my son. Um, you are my, in Psalm 2, it says, you are my son, today I have begotten you. Um, and in, you know, in this passage in, in Matthew, says, this is my son. So Jesus is the king that God promises. But there's also this cloud um, that comes over the mountaintop, which makes me think of Exodus, mm-hmm. that Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, the, the law that God has given. Jesus is the presence of God on earth. And I love that Moses is there too, who we just read about. And Elijah has gone up on the mountain, on Mount Sinai, also to, to, um, to seek God's presence. And here you see these historical figures all overlapping. And it makes me think that the Hebrew people must have seen time a lot differently to see um, all these figures up on the mountain together. makes me think of like, uh, you know, Field of Dreams or like uh, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi with, uh, with you know, young Luke. But, um, but all these characters are with Jesus um, and they don't mention which mountain he's on, which I think is intentional. Say this could be Mount Sinai, or it could be you know Mount Zion, or uh, whatever it is. It's the important thing is that God's presence is is being fulfilled on earth. That the King has been uh, crowned on earth, and we owe Him our allegiance, and we owe Him even fear as a response. But I love that the same person that the disciples fear lifts them up mm-hmm. and says, "Don't be afraid," like you said. Um, that. Um, fear of the Lord, when we, when we approach God with respect and with, um, you know, honor, honoring him as the Lord of our lives, he, he's the same one who lifts up and says, don't be afraid. I'm here with you and, um, it's going to be okay. So I love that about this passage. Um, and then I, I love that it says Jesus face shone like the sun. It makes me think of the second Peter passage, which talks about um, you know, may this be like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day mm, yeah. dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. And it's that theme of epiphany, of light, mm-hmm. of light, light in darkness. Yes. I love this passage. Anything else you want to say about this before we kick out of the, this wave? What do you think about um, the last verse where Jesus tells him not to tell anyone? Like Jesus does this sometimes. He says, oh, okay, don't tell anybody yet. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's always interesting. It is interesting. It's the messianic secret, right? right? Jesus doesn't want everyone to know. I don't know if he's, you know, kind of waiting out and playing his cards right so that he, you know, the Romans don't come after him too soon or the Jews don't come after him too soon um, or, or, or what. But um, I think there are parallels to the whole waiting yeah. about, you know, in it's Exodus 24. It's not time yet. I, it's okay to wait. And, um, and also, um, and also the the image from Second Peter again, where he says, um, "This is for now until something else happens later." Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Jesus, like maybe Jesus, is saying, "This was a little lamp. Later, you're going to see me resurrected, and that's what I want you to wait for." But um, that giving brings, you a foretaste. Yeah, foretaste. I love that. And I want to come back to the what you said about 
um, making dwellings. We, I am so quick, especially, I mean, we have the learning circle, right? What is God saying and what are we going to do in response? Identifying a Kairos moment, identifying, you know, what is God saying to us in that repenting and then believing and in, in, in acting out in response. And I, I am so quick to just run through that process and react like Peter is doing to do even good things because um, I see something happening and I want to address it or I want to respond. And God's words are, this is my son, beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. Sometimes it takes time for me to listen. And sometimes that I feel like it's just me being inactive or uh, being unresponsive or whatever, being uh, ineffective. But these words make me think maybe it takes some time to listen and I don't need to jump into action right away. As much as we prize action, especially in leadership, to be able to act quickly is important. But it seems like here God God is saying and Jesus is saying um, you don't have to jump to making dwellings right away. Wait, listen, pay attention, behold Jesus' glory. Don't jump into any conclusions too fast. Well, you have any other thoughts about this? Oh, I'm sure I could come up with more, but I think that's right, enough for that's today. That's good. Let's go into tomorrow's. You guys see you tomorrow. Later. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Thank you.